Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're so good, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. So don't go out of here saying, God was so good. He was doing ears last night. Actually, he did them 2,000 years ago. Well, I'm praying for that young man, for his ears to be healed and open. Somebody that was having severe shoulder pain was just healed over here. So if that's the case, if God's just doing legs, or if he's, uh, yeah, legs too. Thank you, Jesus. If he's just doing ears, then why would he go ahead and mess up his agenda and heal that shoulder and heal those legs? Praise the Lord. Go ahead, move your hand up in the air. Watch that shoulder just popped right open. Come on. I know I'm not missing it. And I'm going to tell you what. What's going on? Way in the back. Isn't that amazing how God gives me back row anointings? I usually get nothing for anybody in the front row. It's always those people in the back that are trying to slip out. No, I'm teasing. How long have you had that pain in your shoulder, sir? Sir, right? Three years. Well, that's a long time. How you doing now? No pain. Isn't that awesome? Praise you, Jesus. Who over here was having the, uh, the shin splints, like the pain just in your shins when you walk? It just seems like even you can't stand for very long. And without that pain, now it's gone. Who is that over here? I know I'm not missing this. And when I say that, that may sound arrogant. It's not. It's confidence. Um, Brother Hagen said this years ago, who I, I totally admire. I still consider him really my spiritual granddaddy. You know, I mean, he's just surpassed all other fathers in the faith that I've ever known or had. His books to this day, I still read. I still listen to him on YouTube and, and nothing that he's put out recently. But uh, other... <laughs> but I'm, I'm always feeding on the revelation because if it wasn't for his ministry, I wouldn't be here right now. And that's the God's honest truth. Thank God for the Hagans. Thank God for Rama and the legacy and the roots that I have there. Brother Hagan, in his era, his time, would say this. Now I'm human. I could miss it. He said that so many times. So much that I started to uh, mimic that as well. I would say, you know, now I'm, I'm human. I could miss it. Well, this is what the Lord told me just about two years ago. He said, son, stop saying that. Well, I got defensive. I said, God, you're, are you telling me Brother Hagen wasn't right? Now, look, do you hear how dumb that is? I know when Brother Hagen got to heaven, even God called Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen. You know, Brother Hagen's here. You know, I mean, that's, I know. But he said, for that era, it was needed. He said, let me ask you this, son. He said, do you think the people are unaware that you're human? Then he got deeper. He said, not only are you human, so are the people you have words of knowledge of. He said, so what's amazing is, is when you say, I'm human, I could miss it. In your frame, your time that you are in right now, he says, I don't want you saying that anymore. With all due respect to Brother Hagen, when he was saying it, that's when God told him to say it. I'm not correcting that. I'm going by what God's directing me about. He says, when you say that, you sow the seed into the people's minds that if somebody doesn't lift their hand or come forward, then you're missing it. And he said, there's too many times you've had people come to your table afterwards and said, I think that was me you were talking about. I said, how do I know that? How do you know I was talking to you? Well, you called up a person that had two ears here and one ear growing out of their forehead. 
do you see this? Do you think that's me? I know I'm being facetious and over detailed, but that's a lot of times what it is. You know, I said, yes, that's probably you. And then they're healed immediately. But he said, how many people are human that you minister to? And I said, probably just about everyone. And he said, well, then they could miss it too. I'm not here to see me miss it or you miss it. That's not my job. That's not what my calling is. I'm not here to miss it. I have no intention of missing it. I'm not trying to be perfect. I just, in my office, I'd rather give God all the glory. So I stay in tune with God. And I know I'm hearing about the legs, just like I heard about every other detail in the last three services. And every other church service, I'm telling you, yes, I'm human. I could miss it. Of course, you're human. You can miss it. But I'd rather see you get out of the boat and walk on water than you just sit there and hide. Amongst the other disciples and go, that ain't me. He may touch me. I may fall down. Come on, aren't we past that yet? Come on now. Stop acting like you're Humpty Dumpty and your big old egg's going to crack. All right, come on now. Did that offend your egg? So out of curiosity, when I prayed for little Zach over here, How many can say something happened in my body? You may not have had a situation with the ear. What's going on over here? Your shoulder, when I was over here talking about Zach, your shoulder just stopped having pain. Praise God. I guess he's doing shoulders tonight. No, I'm teasing. What's happening here? Heartburn. No more coleslaw problems for this man. Come on, if you've had heartburn, anybody ever have heartburn? That can be nasty. That can really hurt. Who else? Anybody else? Somebody else? I mean, God's just moving all over this place. The problem is, is we're going to get everybody healed by tonight. And there's not going to be anything for us to do tomorrow night. I'm just kidding. I'm just a joking. So who is that over here that's been having pain in the legs? Or do I have to come right to you? Look at that walking right at you. Praise the Lord. Do I have to come right to you? A popping in your legs? Who else has been having pain actually in their shins? Praise the Lord. Are you okay? All right. Praise the Lord. You know, it's biblical to stand on the word. Here, which is easier? Let's step out over here. Praise the Lord. Oh, sorry about the iPhone. Oh, the iPad. As soon as you step right here, the popping stops. Move your legs up and down. The popping goes. I'm sorry. It's gone. Completely. Fire on her in the name of Jesus. Did you just whistle or was that an angel? What are you feeling going through you? That's a very similar testimony that we've had all night. Fire on her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'll tell you this. The one that I'm calling out is a man. It's in this section. And it's exactly what I've been saying. You don't want to be embarrassed. I would not let pride keep you in pain. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm getting closer. It's in this section right here. As a matter of fact, you're feeling like a buzzing on your legs right now. I was in a service, a very small service in Oklahoma in my early days. And the Lord gave me a word of knowledge about uh, a man that was having extreme pain between his shoulder blades from here to here. And I said... Who is that? I mean, it was very clear. I mean, the crowd was so small. So to call out men, it narrowed it down to like three people. And the pastor was one of them. And I said, who is that? And and nobody looked. They just looked at me like, you know, crickets. They're like, oh, I don't know. They were going, you were doing really good till you started trying to move in the gifts. 
four evangelists. And I was like, man, bless my heart. I thought I missed it. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to waste the people's time anymore. I said, if you don't want it, that's fine. And I'm just going on in ministry. I was, I'm a little more graceful now. But so I got up and I started ministering. And as I was ministering, I stopped and I said, it's you. And then this man looks up at me and goes, no, it's not. And his wife elbows him and goes, yes, it is. Oh, praise God. I had another word. Your ribs are broken as well. No, anyway. And so he goes, well, what I meant is I didn't want to waste your time. The pain left when you called it out. And I'm like, oh, bless your heart. I said, don't let pride keep you from receiving. Now, who is that? Right here. Thank you, Jesus. Right in this section. Well, I'm not going to waste the people's time. How many of you have seen Word of Knowledge in operation even tonight? How specific it's been. I keep getting drawn to you. I'm not going to lie. It's you. Then stop playing games with me. You don't have to move. I don't want you to be embarrassed. I just want you to lift your hands because you're actually feeling that power on your legs already and you have been up to about here on your thighs. Hallelujah. I command the knees to be healed. I command the shin splints to go. I command that pain in your heels and the circulation now to begin to flow. That's what you're feeling. New blood flowing right into your legs. There it is. Brother, have you been having lower back pain at all associated with this? Come here. Come here. I want to show you something. I promise you're not going to fall out. Dear God. I want you to sit right here. This is reserved for you. Put your lower back all the way up against there. Your lower back all the way up against there. All right. Kick up your feet to me, sir. Here we go. All right. Sorry. I'm not trying to hurt you. But do you see where his right leg's just a hair longer? Watch this. Healed in Jesus' name. Whoa, popped right out. Boom, completely even. Stand up, your legs are healed, your back's healed, no more pain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it good? Come on, give me a big bear hug. Don't fall out. God bless you. Who's that you're with back here? Your wife? Wife, stand in the aisle. <laughs> Lift your hands. You feel that on you? Glory to God. A turnaround. Keep going. Again. A turnaround in your family in the name of Jesus. There it is right there. And you are not under a curse. You're under a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Every now and then I just see like this cloud. Like on an entire road. Join hands. Glory to God. Are you hungry tonight? I try not to do this in youth sections too much because there's always that one guy that's like, yeah, I'll hold her hand. 
I'm gonna grab your hand. <laughs> and knowing when I do, that glory is gonna go all the way down and hit. Man, I'm telling you, folks, I have not felt the anointing this strong. And it was prophesied. Rodney Howard Brown, two weeks ago, pulled us out and prophesied right in, our, in that service and said, you won't even recognize your ministry in 18 months. He said, the glory of God's going to increase on your ministry mightily. And it's already doing. Fire on the More, 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 more. Oh! You're trying to analyze it and you stopped it. I'm going to do this again. Every hand lifted. Every eye shut. Y'all are hungry, aren't you? That's why God called me out on this ministry to this ooh, this row. Fire! Fresh! Fire! 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 Fire of God! Fire! Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We yield to you, Lord. Mama, my God, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. and I first stepped out we were on staff at Rama for five years to me they were glorious years and I told the Lord I said when I step out please give me the hunger of people that I have with these students at Rama and he's been doing that to go from zero to over 700 in your singles group in three years time and to see it continue to grow and actually got too big they had to rearrange some things sounds weird but don't worry about it to see that kind of growth and to see that kind of glory and to see that kind of fire and excitement and revival on a daily basis Yolandi was there several several people that we get to minister in different churches were parts of that 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 special revival era that we saw there and when we stepped out pastor the lord said to me he goes wherever you go you always minister to the pastor first he said because the pastor are my angelos my angels that i've called over their these churches and he said to me he goes if you don't minister to them it means nothing if you minister to their flock and you leave my leaders without anything. That doesn't mean you won't have anything. That doesn't mean that you don't have anything to carry. You obviously do. But he always told me with my gift and the anointing that's on my life to minister to the leaders of each and every church. Because honestly, listen, I don't expect you to go. But in history, people have come. And congregations have also rotated and filtered out throughout the years. But the pastors are here. They're here for good. And so he always told me before I ever minister to their church that I always minister to the pastors. And believe it or not, ministering to the pastors isn't just in the service time. 
It's also when we're at dinner and discussing things over coleslaw. So every service as I'm led, I'm going to minister to your leaders. Pastors, would you join arms, hands and come forward, please? Tammy, come. There's been some amazing direction already and confirmation to things that have been set before you for your next phase of ministry. Yeah, (laughs) great things ahead. Increase, great impact. Oh, and great quantity and quality. Oh, the things that he has set before you are now here. Wonderful things. Great things, powerful things, glorious things. For the hunger that you have for the supernatural and the things of my spirit were placed into your hearts with my desire that I have birthed within you. Oh, and you are going to operate in this mightily. The things you've seen here in just a few short services, you're going to step into in a greater confidence and a greater flow. What we know is word of knowledge will begin to flow so accurately. Word of wisdom will flow so accurately in both of you. There'll be times you're going to step back and go, how did I know that? Oh, but I just downloaded it into your heart. I downloaded it into your mind and I gave it to you for those that are here so that they can see my blessings upon them. And miracles, signs and wonders. Think it not strange in this last hour, says the Lord, that I am raising up my pastors, my shepherds to operate in the mighty gifts and flow of an evangelist. For when I had Paul write to Timothy and say, do the work of an evangelist, I meant that to be my blueprint. So get ready. You're going to be doing great and mighty miracles in my name. And I will receive all the glory and you will see great times of rejoicing in your life, in your church, and in your families. Fire in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh my. Fresh. And a refreshing comes upon you this hour fire fire oh yeah the role that you play is going to accelerate. These precious pastors, as you know them now, are rising quickly. Fire! Thank you, Lord. Come on, lift your hands. Praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Fresh fire. Now fresh fire on this congregation. Fresh fire on this congregation. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your holy word, your engrafted word. Thank you, Jesus.
Who right now has been dealing with sinus headache? Sinus pressure. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Come up here. Quickly, quickly. Sinus pressure. It may not sound like it's a, a great call uh, or a great miracle, but if you've been dealing with sinus pressure before, it just hurts and it just pounds and well, it's going to go. The moment you walk up here and lift your hands, it goes. The moment you walk up here and lift your hand, it goes. Ha ha ha. There it goes right there. Free in the name of Jesus. Go. Watch it. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Breathe in through your nose. It's gone. The pressure just left. Praise the Lord. Come up here, sister. Go in the name of Jesus. Breathe in. It just left. Go. Hey, what's happening with your wrist? Is that carpal tunnel or a broken hand? Broken wrist. Hallelujah. Can we take that off or is that all on there? Okay, now listen. When we take it off... It completely mends. And you'll be able to move it and all the pain will be gone. Okay? Alright. Help walk her up here on the side, guys. Tammy, walk with her. The sinus pressure could very easily be caused by Brad Paisley on your shirt. I'm just teasing. Go in the name of Jesus. Breathe in. It's gone, isn't it? The pressure's gone, isn't it? Hallelujah. Go in the name of Jesus. There it is. Breathe in. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Breathe in. It's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. There it left. Go in the name of Jesus. Be healed of that pressure. Be healed of that pressure. Breathe in. It's gone. Lift your hand, sister. There it left right there. Those that just came up for healing for that sinus pressure and it's gone, say amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Are you ready? You ain't playing with me, right? You're ready, aren't you? Healed in the name of Jesus. This wrist is completely... There it goes. It's mending now. How many were here this morning and I saw that precious lady that came hobbling up with that cane? And God told me to pop her in the back. (laughs) That's where the pain was. But it left. And y'all saw her walking and running up and down here. It's miracles, signs and wonders. Alright, go ahead take it off. You're healed. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I wondered what that smell was. Where are you going, honey? Alright, begin to move. As you do that, all the pain leaves. And all the mobility comes back. There it goes. There it goes. Let me hold this up. The devil's a liar. Keep doing that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep doing it. The pain's going. And the mobility is coming back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Find our key. <laughs> it's Z minus. Atmosphere. Come on, how's that doing, right? Tammy, help me out. You are welcome. That's all I know too, honey. That's all I know. Now, how did you hurt your wrist? My dad, my dad was um, 
going out and trimming the bushes and had these things inside plug and I went to put my cat up in my room and he lunged at me and I was wearing another reason that proves that cats can be evil okay anyway I went to I went to close the door and I was wearing foot flops and I slipped and fell on my butt and I caught myself on my wrist okay and I broke it and then I had to have surgery on it and they put this plate in it and Tuesday I was starting therapy on it squeeze my hand that doesn't hurt at all I mean you're holding pretty hard no it don't hurt that doesn't hurt at all. Okay. Go in the name of Jesus. There it went. Move it. Tingling? Yeah, because it hasn't been moved in a while. But that would have hurt, right? Did yeah, it would have. Is that why you had to wear the brace to keep it locked in place? Yep. I'm going to ask them not to get excited at all about this. Fire on her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) This is now a trophy. You can write me a letter thanking me for all the money I saved you on therapy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just a moment. Praise you, Jesus. Thank God for this worship team. You guys are awesome. You know what I like is you were playing a solid key that no most singers couldn't miss. And she and I began to sing in the wrong key and everybody sang in the wrong key with us. So you're going to say we're all wrong? No, 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 no. (laughs) Praise God for that team. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5 very quickly. We're not going to keep you long. I mean, honestly, I I saw some things in the spirit tonight and uh, wow, just started rolling with it. Have you all been blessed so far? Praise God. If you were here this morning, you know that uh, our ministry does not come behind in the Word of God. We don't lack ministering the Word of God. Um, I will say this. These services can have a tendency to have the judgmental part of a person come out. That's not to expose you to be a better judger. That's to expose you to see areas that need to be worked on. Always judge everything by the word of God. If you're not getting godly results, then check to see why not. If you are judging a ministry, which I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying these tendons, these meetings have a tendency to pull out people that just come to check it out and judge it to see, well, that's not of God. But the thing is, I always say this. I always judge an apple tree by if it's bearing apples. If we're seeing miracles, signs and wonders and healings, I'm not going to give the devil the glory just because maybe a tradition is keeping me bound from seeing anything. I love you. I really do. And I thank God for you. I thank God for this church. I thank God for these pastors. I thank God that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt your pastor would not have in a gift he did not trust. 
I want you to trust me. I have no hidden agendas except to see you go from glory to glory and faith to faith. And so if you have a tendency to be going, well, you know what? That irritated me or, you know, oh, we're going a little longer. Really? He's opening up the word. I'm not going to keep you long. I know we got several meetings and, and there's a good chance if you if you hear quick, we'll get out of here even sooner. <laughs> but let me ask you this. What is so important that I have to get home to do? Now, listen, this is what most of us say. Well, I got to go to work tomorrow. What if I'm trying to help you find out how you don't have to keep working all the doubles to make ends meet? What if I can help you get to the place to where you spending more time in the spirit causes you to be more energized than a good eight hours of sleep? Come on now. I live like this. I I do this every single night. I, I mean, I live like this. So let's just jump right into this word. And this is going to be powerful if the unction is there from the hearer. Unction is not always determined by just simply the minister. And thank God I do pray. I do study. I, I do take this very seriously. But there's times that the unction is more great on me if the hearer is more hungry. I ex- I, I'm telling you, there's some expectation in this house tonight. I'm seeing people in here that played Jesus this morning, and they're excited. There's one there, and there's one. Both of these guys, stand up real quick, if you would, that played Jesus this morning. Now, wait a minute. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hold on, guys. He has Jesus' long hair, but he has Jesus' beard. So together, I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, so... Thank you guys for playing the Lord this morning. That was great. And I'm really thankful because the last time I did that illustration, the guy was struck by lightning. So at least your, your lives must be better. <laughs> you know it's a good laugh when you just give it every part of your lung. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Of course, these are... The Beatitudes, this is when the Lord is given the famous uh, Sermon on the Mount. But I want to look at just one verse right now, not out of context, but to set up the rest of the meetings. Again, I encourage you to come to every single service. And I'm going to say something that's going to mess with you and your wallet. I'm not expecting you to not come just because you don't have something to sow. You get in here anyway. I'm so convinced that if you'll come, you'll end up having somebody give you seed to sow anyway. And that's only going to help you with your harvest. So this is not me trying to get you to come so that you can pad my wallet. You know why? Because that would make you my source and not God. God's my source. And as much as I love you, he pays way better. Are we all getting mad and leaving already? Praise the Lord. Like I said, but I'm going to say this too. These services are meant to increase. They're meant to keep going from glory to glory and faith to faith. So the moment that you decide, well, I'm not going to come Tuesday. I came Sunday. I came Monday. I need a break. A break from what? The glory being built up spiritually, seeing signs and wonders and miracles. 
Is that the lady back there that was healed of that goiter, that big? Stand up, sister. This morning, this sweet lady came up to me with her precious family, and she said this, and I'm going to have you wave at me just for the sake of time and the testimony, but you had a growth on the inside of your neck, right? And it was starting to grow bigger and bigger. Is that correct? Now, during the meeting this morning, that disappeared. Is that right? Completely gone. My wife felt her neck and there's nothing there. Praise God. Completely healed. You, you, well, you got to take a break from seeing that. What about the man that was healed that, you know, I mean, went right to him. Word of knowledge. How many people are here? God led me directly to that man. Come on now. This is not hocus pocus. This is not magic. This is the stuff I used to read about and see, you know, about like William Branham and, and Jack Coe and A.A. A. Allen and Brother Hagen and all these different ones. And I'm like, Lord, that wouldn't be in my life if you weren't putting that desire in me to operate in that. So now, bless God, like Brother Hagen taught, he said, there are things that are going to be caught to this generation that if I don't teach it, it won't be taught and caught. It will be missed in this generation. Well, I was one that caught it. There were others that caught it, but I believe with all of my heart. I'm not responsible for them, but I am for me. I caught it. And bless God, I'm here to pour out everything that I have from heaven as a tool and a vessel to your life this week. So don't miss it. Adjust your job schedule. Come on now, you'll have favor. So Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says this, blessed. The religious version says blessed. <laughs> Maybe later we can go to supper and say we supped. <laughs> I went up to this boy who was giving me this rough look and I hitted him on the head. Blessed is past tense. E-D. It means already you have it. Jesus would talk a lot in the now and in the future as if it were now. So that when we got here after he died on the cross, we'd already have it and speak as if it were so. You and I are already blessed. Past tense. You might as well shout, I'm blessed. Don't look at your wallet. Don't look at your bank account. Don't look at anything that's going on crazy around you. You look at that stuff and say, I'm blessed. That stuff's got to change. So it says blessed, which means empowered to prosper. That's not just financially. That's every arena. Empowered to prosper are they. Here are the they that are already blessed. Are you ready to hear it? They that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Whoa. Now, this is going to help somebody in here. I am not in charge of your infilling. Dun, dun, dun. Look, look, it got quiet in here. So if I'm not in charge of your infilling, who is? Well, God. It's got to be God. Come on, it's as he wills. Stop taking that scripture out of context. Who's in charge of their own infilling? You and I. You're already empowered to prosper. You're already blessed. All you have to do is hunger and thirst after righteousness and you shall be filled. 
It doesn't matter if the right song is playing. It doesn't matter if the right message for you is being preached. If you just come hungering and come thirsting, you're already blessed. You're going to leave here filled. You can come and drive onto the parking lot and just start to get your happy on. Ha ha ha. Just begin to rejoice with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I don't care if you laugh. I don't care if you dance. I don't care if you cry. I don't care if you run and shout and swing from a chandelier. But the point is this. You and I know that according to this scripture, Jesus said it. You and I are already blessed. Say, I'm blessed. So who's in charge of their own infilling? All I have to do is hunger and thirst after righteousness and I shall be filled. Well, I didn't get nothing in church, brother. I didn't get nothing out of these services. Oh, bless your heart. You just told on yourself. Because a donkey could come in this evening and leave here braying and obeying. I'm telling you. A a donkey could come in here and be filled. A donkey could come in here and get so anointed it turned into a bronco. Come on now, I expect Boise to be more noisy. Look at your neighbor and say, get the braying donkey. And don't look back at him and say, I'm sorry, I'm a pig and I'm trying to eat these pearls. No, don't do that. Come on. I'm just joking. I didn't mean to offend you. Come on, Miss Piggy, lighten up. Here now, come on now. So who's in charge of their own infilling? You and I are. Now watch this. Notice it doesn't say blessed are they who are hungry. It didn't say blessed are they who are thirsty. It said blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, what does that mean? I'm not trying to be playing on words here. I want it to be exactly what it says. To be hungry is a passive Reaction. Now watch this. I had a meal. When I ate that meal, I was satisfied. But there's something that causes a digestive process in my body that tells me later that if I don't keep refueling, it sends off signals physically that tells me I'm hungry and now it's time to eat again. Come on, are you following me? I don't have to do anything about it. Many of you in here don't have to do anything about it. Teenagers don't have to do anything about it. Early 20s don't have to do anything about it. How do I know? Because as soon as they eat, they're hungry again. My son's 21. He just got married. I know that's pretty young, but he's, he's just huge. He's 6'5 and 240 pounds. Yes, he lifts weights. And yes, he eats weights. He <laughs> when, we, when he was living at the house, he would call up my wife and I and he'd say, Hey, you know, uh, 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 not hi. I love you. You're the best parents ever. What's for dinner? Then he'd start texting. What are we going to eat? And my wife would call. He wouldn't answer. And when mama calls, you better answer. That's just how that works. Can't talk right now. Your thumbs are moving all over the place. What? Can, what? Let me translate. 
I don't want to have any confrontation verbally. I want to hide behind words. That's what texting is, all right? And so, what's for dinner? I can't talk right now. I'm at work. How long? When, when do you get off? Nine. We already ate. Well, what's for dinner, though? My dinner. You're at your job, right? Use your paycheck as a tool and a resource to go through a drive through and get you some food. They never give enough. All right, fine. We're good parents. We took our 20-year-old out, sat him down and said, all right, where do you want to eat? I don't know, wherever. My wife then says, well, why don't we go over here? He goes, no, they don't have enough food. Well, what about here? He says, you're not getting it. I want to eat at a place that's going to fill me up. That's his whole goal. What can I consume that's going to fill me up for the longest amount of hours before I eat another horse? (laughs) Anybody got kids like this or am I the only one that's got? Thank you. Gwendolyn? No, I'm kidding. Wesley, right? That kid, he eats whatever he wants and he still stays this big, you know? And he mocks us and laughs about it. Oh, but there's coming a day (laughs) where you're going to be married. And that first week, you gain 150 pounds. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I married such a beautiful woman that, you know, I, I... Tried to be in shape at that time. And then when we got married, I said, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. It was a wonderful honeymoon. (laughs) So my son at that time was in charge of wanting to be so full. There was times he ate when he was going to eat again. He's not starving, but he was so concerned about not eating enough that there was a possible chance that within that four hour window, he might die of starvation. (laughs) Now, if you can do this with natural food, why can't we do this with spiritual food? Why can't we do this with spiritual stuff? Why can't we be like my son and say, oh, glory to God. God, I need something tonight that's going to fill me up. Come on. And the thing is, you, you you come to church a lot of times. I used to do this too. And I would wait to see, is the minister good enough to fill me up? You were healed at tendonitis, weren't you? You good? Praise God. Yeah, at the men's meeting, he was healed of tendonitis. You played golf yesterday? Did you carry your team as well? This man lifted his hand. He said, I did. All right. <laughs> Thank God for pride. Never, never have to guess who's got it. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, seriously. How many of you people in here, you know, all right, I'm, I'm intelligent. Come on, wave at me. Anybody? Man, this whole section's full of pride. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> what lady over there that's lying? Now, um, I'm teasing. So if I keep waiting... Until I'm hungry, I'll never go to church. 
If I keep waiting till I'm thirsty, I may never go to the prayer meeting or revival meetings. Why? Because spiritually, that passive reaction can actually turn us into very hungry, uh, you know, those kids that are overseas, you know, they're bloated, you know, and bless their heart, their stomachs are bloated, and yet they look full, but they're empty. So what's the difference between being hungry and hungering? Hungry is a passive reaction. Hungering is an aggressive action. That means when I get up in the morning, whether I feel like it, I shout hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. I'm so blessed. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I thank you, Lord. Everything I touch turns to gold. Everywhere I go, I'm a blessed man. Everywhere I go, there's blessings that surround me. Everywhere I go, every single debt is paid up front and on time with plenty left over. Every bill is, come on, are you hearing me? I may not always feel like it. It may not always look like it, but because the word is a true When the word is true revelation, everything else around that that doesn't line up to the word is a lie. So your body is healed, but the sickness and disease is trying to come against the truth of the word of God to say that possibly sickness is truth in your life. That's a counterfeit and a lie. So when that truth of the word that says you're blessed coming in and blessed going out and you don't feel like it and it doesn't look like it, circumstances in your life are lying and trying to get the glory. It cannot produce truth. And I'm going to say this. Facts can change. Truth doesn't. Truth changes facts. So what does it mean to be hungering? That means I wake up. I'm ready to go. I make a conscious decision. Just like I do when I'm married. Come on now, I'm just going to be honest with you. Although my marriage is great, I'm sure there are times, I don't need your hands uplifted and shouting amen, that she doesn't feel as married as she is. Most of the time, she does. Because I'm the man. If you know you're the man, just shout, I'm the man. That can't be because I am. Now listen. There are times the great part of marriage isn't always right there. And you've got to work through some things that actually build upon your marriage to make it even stronger and greater and more blissful and blessed. I understand this. But the thing is, just because you wake up and don't feel like a Christian doesn't mean you aren't one. Just because you wake up and don't feel like a man of God doesn't mean you aren't one. You've got to aggressively go and say, this is what I do. I'm like Daniel. I'm going to set myself to pray three times a day. I'm going to set myself to worship three times a day. Whatever the case is, I'm a worshiper. I'm a prayer warrior and i'm not going to let circumstances deter me and stop me from doing that why it doesn't i'm hungering let me come back over here to the young people section what's your favorite snack this guy said lisa no that doesn't count yeah who's lisa you're with three girls right now what's it see this is your problem gosh I mean, I'm thankful pimps will come to my meetings. I really am. I'm, I'm teasing you. You don't speak English? Oh, you didn't hear me? Well, where were you when we were praying for years? All right, no, I'm teasing. All these girls over here are saying ice cream. They're all this big. There's coming a day. What do you like? 
Do you see him? Steak and potatoes. What did you say? Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie. Then he goes, Tootsie Rolls. All right, now that's what I'm. All right. Anybody like Doritos or Oreos? Oh, okay. Now let's get over to the adult snacks. Tiramisu. Death by chocolate. I bring life to that dessert. But here's the thing, you know, that you can be at a place and somebody brings out, let's do this, just easy. I think this is a, a, a common food that everybody, most people like, chips and salsa and queso. Okay, it's just like the the, uh, the unannounced food for football. All right, you just put it down, you got queso, you got chips, you got salsa. Wonderful. Would you like some salsa? Come on in, would you like some queso? These are our guests. No, no, we're fine. Thank you. Well, go ahead. It's, it, go ahead. All right. They go in the other room. You're snagging that chip and eating that queso. And before you know it, you're the only one in the room. Half the bowl's gone. <laughs> it's the truth. And you weren't even hungry, but you made a choice to consume it. And you didn't realize how hungry you were because now you're going for the taste. Come on. There's times that your body spiritually doesn't feel as hungry as it is. And the truth is, once you start to taste and see that the Lord is good, come on now, you just can't stop. You want more. You've got to have more. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'm waiting till the nine o'clock. We got to go, crew, please. They have to go get kids. Okay, go get your kids. Okay, now I want to give everybody that's still in here a thousand dollars. Life Church will be sending these checks out Tuesday. No, anyway, <laughs> he's like, yes, yes, out of your offering. <laughs> So who's in charge of their own infilling? I am. Just like I'm in charge of how much I consume or don't consume physically, I'm in charge of how much I consume or don't consume spiritually. Here's what God told me. He said, son, I will never accuse you of being a spiritual glutton. He said, I will never accuse you of, you've read my word too much today. I'll never accuse you of praying in the spirit too much today. I'll never accuse you of worshiping me too much today. He said, you give it all you got. He said, I'll never call you a glutton. Come on now. I want to tell you something that just will shock you into a state of glory. My uncle Bob died of cancer he did not have. He was diagnosed with colon cancer, and it was in a very aggressive state, and some of it was not operable, some of it was. But this is the thing. They said, we'll be able to get some of it, but we won't be able to get all of it. And they said, Bob, when we're done, we'll give you treatments to try and extend the quality of your life. But they're sorry, there's nothing we can do. He told my mother, as this big old country barrel, he says to my mother, he goes, I'm going to beat this thing. Jesus is my healer. Woo, a Catholic man talking faith. I like that. Woo, glory to God. I grew up Catholic. And what I mean by that is I was made to go some Sundays and we were always there Easter and Christmas. 
and we were sent to a Catholic school to be good. And uh, my God, Catholicism, as wonderful as it tries to be, anybody been Catholic, you know what I'm talking about. There is a holiness that I learned, a reverence that I learned. But watch this. They would send me as a, an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old and a ten-year-old to confession every week, Good Friday. And I'd get in this little cage, this beautiful marble cage, and then I'd sit in there and wait for that thing to go, Foom! and it would always catch me off guard, and I'd always go, ah! <laughs> well, as an eight or a nine or a ten-year-old boy, how bad can life be? Oh, it was bad. I would confess everything I had done to my brother that I could think of. And there were times I would hear the Pope or priest or whoever was in there laughing at me. And I'd say, priest, are you, father, are you laughing at me? No, no, go right ahead. Well, I ran out of stuff. I, I finally confessed all my junk. And two or three weeks later, I'm fine. I'm clear. I'm cleansed. I can go right to heaven. Hallelujah. So I started making up stuff. I don't want to tell you the rest, but anyway, I got in trouble. And uh, <laughs> FBI, please, it was horrible. All right, now. But my Uncle Bob, this strong Catholic man, very steeped in tradition, still went beyond it and said, Jesus is my healer. They went in and operated on him. He hungered and thirsted after God. Come on, now watch this. He didn't wait till he was hungry. He didn't wait till the meeting was great and blessed him. He didn't wait until the pastor gave him a personal call. He didn't wait until things were just perfect and they had no appointments. You will always be busy. You will always have appointments. There will always be something on TV. There will always be some sports thing going on. There will always be an event. Are you listening to me? There's always going to be something to distract you and to keep you from the blessing that you're already blessed with i'm trying to tell you right now use this time to press in and to hunger and to thirst after righteousness so that you and i shall be filled we're not going to wait to hopefully somehow if god wants us to be filled we will he's already poured it out upon us now all we got to do is go and get it you can be filled right where you're seated right now and just begin to laugh, shout, cry. I don't care. You don't have to wait for me to wave my magic wand and all of a sudden be blessed, be blessed. My uncle went in for surgery and they got the cancer that they could get. And when they went to look and see about the cancer that was inoperable, it had disappeared. Afterwards, notice what this scripture says. The Amplified actually says, hurry, get your backside down here now. Hallelujah. First children's one and two. They called him in and said, Bob. We can't explain it. But this Lord you've been telling us about? There's only one explanation. You're healed. The cancer we couldn't get was gone. And we were able to successfully get all the other stuff we said we could get. 
He said, because of your faith, I now am a believer. He said, Bob, I'm going on vacation now for two weeks. My assistant's going to take care of everything. But this is a good doctor. He's going to do some post-liminary checkups with you and everything. And when it's all said and done, he goes, I'll be back to see you. But at this point, you are completely cancer-free. A week later, the assistant called in my uncle and said, Bob, we need to see you and your wife quickly come in. Real great manners. Pulled out some x-rays and showed him this blob that was in his colon area where they had operated. They say, you see this, this whitish mass right here? I hate to tell you this, but the cancer apparently is more aggressive than we thought. It's all come back and it looks like it's spread. He goes, I'm very sorry. Uh, I just wanted to let you know what we're dealing with. And so when your doctor comes back, I'm going to meet with him. And uh, he goes, I'm just, I'm sorry. There's nothing else we can do. My Uncle, remember, hope deferred makes the heart sick. He just, he called my mother and said, Mary, I can't do this again. He said, it's back. It's more aggressive. He said, I don't have any more strength. Come on. He was hungering. He was thirsting for the healing God had already provided for him. But then when he got bad news and got a wrong doctor's report and a bad doctor's report, it just drained him because we look at this stuff as facts. We're more caught up with facts than we are the truth. This is by whose stripes you were healed. It doesn't matter if that doctor's report says you've got it back and it's worse than ever. And one in 18 million people got it and you're the one that has it. It doesn't matter. You're going to be the one in 18 million people that has it and gets healed. Come on now. I am closing with this. If you give me a moment, I don't want another children's verse up there. (laughs) They called him in. Is this story okay? Do you want to hear how it turns out? My uncle Bob meets with a doctor and my aunt Pat. They come home. He went in that bedroom and all he did was lay down. He was not weeping. He was just preparing. He said, Pat, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to meet my, my savior. I'm ready to meet my creator. He said, He goes, I'm good. I'm clear. Now, I want you to do this with the funeral. I want you to do this with the kids. I want you to do all of this. And he was just being what we would call responsible with his life that was left. He died within those two weeks of cancer he did not have. His doctor came back. His oncologist called in the other doctor and said, what happened? How did Bob Harrison die? I just was gone for two weeks. I came back and now I see he's dead. How did this happen? Did he have a heart attack? What was going on? He seemed to be overall very healthy. There was Well, doctor, he died of cancer. The cancer came back. He goes, that's impossible because all the tests show he has no cancer. Well, no, you, you, doctor, I've got the x-rays. He goes, I saw the x-rays. He does not have cancer. And all the tests, the blood tests, we took up uh, the autopsy afterwards. There's no cancer cancer in his body. Are you listening to me? The doctor, the assistant said, look at the x-rays, popped it on. And he said, you see right here? He goes, yeah, I see right there. That's supernatural scar tissue. It's supernatural scar tissue That was mistaken by the doctor and misdiagnosed as cancer that came back because the doctor had never seen such fast growth of scar tissue. His faith was more in fast growing death than fast growing life. 
My uncle could very possibly still be alive. I did not enjoy being a pallbearer at one of my favorite uncle's funerals, knowing he could still be alive, but he had been misdiagnosed. And because he believed it, he received it and began to speak it and began to hunger after the afterlife instead of his current life. It's amazing what we hunger and thirst after we actually get filled with. If I hunger and thirst after football, I will be filled with that. It will come out in my conversation. If I hunger and thirst after my wife, which nothing's wrong with that. If I'm just consumed with my family or my kids, that's what will always be up. And that's good to be consumed with your family. But when you're consumed with other things, like uh, things that can't help you with your eternal salvation... Football's fine. Baseball's fine. Basketball's great. I love sports. I love it. But not more than God. I'm going to go a step further for the ministers in this house. You can be so consumed with your ministry, you forget why you're a minister. Your ministry can become a business. It can become a career. It can become a monster you have to feed every month if you're not letting God be your source. So how did he die of cancer that he didn't have? The point is, he, in his mind, believed a wrong report. But as for you and I, we will believe the report of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I said this to say it very boldly. If he died of cancer he didn't have, then guess what you can live with if they say you do have it. had a testimony. I don't know. Uh, do you have my phone? I don't know where it is. I'd have to pull it up. I can give it. I think I got it uh, memorized. Just had an email come in. We get them all the time. Just had an email of somebody that was in our last Tulsa meeting that said that, hey, we were in your service two months ago. I brought my daddy who had been diagnosed with this rare form of cancer in his lungs and that he was dying. They were trying to find ways to treat it and make his life comfortable. After you prayed for him and told him not to come back, we started going to the best uh, specialist in Arkansas for this particular uh, cancer, the doctor said, I can't understand it. I cannot find a trace of this cancer in your body. Listen to me. And when I said, and it will not come back in the name of Jesus, they just went back again a month later. They still couldn't find it. And he says, this doesn't make sense. We should still be seeing traces of it trying to form again. That's how aggressive this is. The second month, they still have not been able to find it. It said, actually, his blood is even cleaner than it was the first time they tested. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, this is exciting. Are y'all glad you came tonight? Listen, I'm going to let you go right now. But this is another thing that happened just recently, powerful in our meetings. This man came up, had never been in our service before. A a big, tall guy like this guy. And and he, he just came up and he started hobbling at me. And he said, I want you to pray for me. He said, I've got this giant wound on my foot. This very ulcerated thing. They can't figure out what it is, but it's some kind of like flesh eating situation on my foot. And, and I was like, ooh, the agony of defeat. If you wanted it better, you should have prayed more. Now, I said, take your shoe off. Like I told that lady to take that wrist off. Like I told that lady, give me the cane. Come on now. This man took his shoe off. He took his sock off. And God started to form new flesh on that foot. 
His wife wrote me a letter here just about a week ago and said, we want to become partners with your ministry because we have never seen anything happen this fast with this kind of a miracle impact like we're seeing in my husband's foot. He's had this going on now for almost three years and it's getting worse and the doctors are befuddled about what to do. All I know is that as of today, that thing has filled in fresh flesh as if it's baby skin. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm also holding these claws. Sister Amy, you gave me these. Were these from somebody or just the church? Okay, somebody. Listen, uh, and Carol, I'm going to hold on to yours too, okay, if that's all right. But um, these right here, again, there's nothing magical or anything. It's just supernatural when the glory and anointing is flowing like it is. It just comes out of me, and, and it comes out of you too. All believers can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But the glory's just all soaked into these claws. And when they're taken to those that are sick or afflicted or in bondage, they're going to be set free. That's just how that works. Watch this. Had a guy come up to me and said, at Synergy. And he said, Give, uh, uh, pray over this skull cap. You know, like a little skater cap. And I said, okay. I said, why? He said, I'm going to send it to my cousin who was just diagnosed with like a, a very high stage. He's in a coma. And uh, his brain is swollen with cancer. A 15-year-old boy. Oh, you want to tick me off? Mess with a kid. And I said... Give me that cap. I held on to it. I remember that synergy night. I just held on to it. You didn't pray over it? Didn't say Paul prayed over it. Just said he held on to it. And while he did, that glory just went into those claws. And so they sent that cloth immediately, that skull cap to that boy up north somewhere. Um, and they put it on his head while he was in the coma with all these tubes hanging out of him. I got pictures of it. It's crazy. And the skull cap says, I believe. Within 20... Within 24 hours, he started breathing again on his own, unlabored. He was able to get off of this machine that was basically keeping him alive. He ended up within 48 hours getting off of that floor and put into a regular room. After tests of 72 hours, the doctors could not understand what had happened. They did blood tests. They did x-rays. They did MRIs. They did all these tests to prove that that tumor had disappeared in his head. And the swelling on his brain was now back to normal. It was as if he had a brand new brain. Hallelujah! Come on, glory to God. Blessed, empowered to prosper, past tense, you've got it now, are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. There's a lot of times in our meetings that it's like a time release capsule. You'll be laying in bed and you'll just be buzzing from the meetings. You'll just be buzzing from the glory that's on you. Don't just sit there and take a Tylenol and hope it go away. Get up and get on your knees and pray. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to worship God. Begin to dance. Begin to rejoice. Whatever He tells you to do, that's the key. Just obey and just do it. Heads bowed and eyes closed all over this place. If you've been dealing with sickness in your body, if you've been dealing with pain in your body, if you've been dealing with lumps, bumps, growths, and tumors, and tonight, specifically tonight, you came in and there's been a change. Whether I laid hands on 
on you or not, whether my wife laid hands on you or not, whether it was during worship or during the hearing of the word, something changed in your body tonight. You can say, I'm healed. My ears open, my eyes open, whatever the case is. If that's you, I can't make it any clearer, Pastor Mark, can I? Tonight alone, you came in, you weren't feeling good. Something was afflicting you. But through the course of the meeting, it changed. If that's you, shout amen. That's a lot of amens. Somebody said to me one time, you can't have this happen in every service. I said, oh yeah, you can. Because God has already met all of our needs according to his riches and glory 2,000 years ago through Jesus Christ. It's not like he just healed you tonight because he's moving. True revival is us moving back towards the one who's been moving towards us. Well, brother, you can't make the spirit move. I'm so glad we agree about that. But how am I going to make a spirit move who's already moving? How do I make a spirit move who's been moving since Genesis chapter 1, hovering over the face of the deep in the darkness? You mean he didn't get here in Acts chapter 2? No. No, no, that's when he moved into man. You and I carry the spirit who's always moving. If you're still dealing with symptoms in your body, like this man that's over here in front of me, who's been dealing with an arthritic condition in his fingers and his hands, comes and goes, but sometimes it can get really hard and it just like almost claws up. You're healed right now in Jesus' name. If you've been dealing with symptoms in your body, sickness in your body, and you would say right now, I, I still haven't had the manifestation. Don't make it harder than it is. Just stand up right now and be healed of whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. One, two, three. Stand up and be healed. And lift your hands. There's no way that God would be touching all of these ones around you. And have no desire to touch you. The devil's been lying to you and saying, you're not good enough. Or you're not doing it just right. The only thing that I've seen that's been the biggest hindrance to somebody receiving the healing power of God has just been tradition. That's the only thing that I've seen that's ever really given somebody a real fit and struggle. Tradition. How I expect God to heal me. How I think he should heal me. You're trying to get to a place of healing based on your symptoms instead of telling your symptoms to go based on the fact you're already healed. I'm going to be honest with you. You're leaving here different than the way you came in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. There's too many people to really have you come down front, so I'm going to pray for you right here. I believe in laying on of hands, but I believe right now with all of my heart, God's laying his big old hand on you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke and renounce all sickness, disease, illness, pains, and discomforts. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet and all points in between, seen and unseen, I command that to be burned out of your body now in the name of Jesus. There it is. 
There it is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> now just begin to do something you couldn't do before. Whatever caused you pain, just begin to do that and watch it disappear in Jesus' name. If you were having pain in your knees, begin to move them. If you were having pain in your hips, begin to move them. If you were having pain in your back, begin to move. Your shoulders, begin to move. If it's something you couldn't see and you've been diagnosed with in your blood, it's cleansed now in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. What was happening here? Your left shoulder? Where are you at now with it? Ooh, did you hear that pop? A lot better. What's happening here, sister? Are they popped out now? Ooh, come here. What's happening here, there, steak and potatoes? Tim, your back was messed up? I'm lifting all those weights, man. Carrying the burdens of all these girls. No, anyway, listen. Move around. You're healed right now. Place your hands right on her ribs. Those are going right back in in Jesus' name. There! Oh, move back in. Okay, what's happening here? Your back's healed? I see you moving your back. Your hips? Go ahead. Keep moving them. You're healed. Hallelujah. Pain leaving right now? Thank you, Jesus. Come on up here. Go ahead. I'm not going to do this all the way through. You might as well just receive your healing now. I'm just being led on this right now. Lift your hands. Tammy, real quick. Place your hands on her hips. She's had this pain for a little bit. I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Healed in the name of Jesus. There it goes. All right, now start moving your hips. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo! Hallelujah. I'm guessing that would have hurt to do all of that. Would that have been discomfort? You're happy now. Good. Brother, she can get back to work at the house now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Enjoy that tonight in the doghouse. All right. <laughs> What's happening here, young lady? Okay, well, come here, Tammy. Can I, she, that's going. Let, tell her to just lift her hands. That's going back in. Praise the Lord. Just keep lifting. You can tell a difference. Your ribs are moving back into place. Praise God. That's creative. That's wonderful. All right. Uh, put your hand on the very top of her chest right there. Lump go. Fear, leave in the name of Jesus. Back be healed. Do you understand how we can't rush this? Do you understand? I, I know we need to be out it's 924 come on man we got meetings all this week are you kidding me what is more important than seeing God manifest like this now who's one of her friends alright I want you to go with her right now check it it's gone thank you Lord hallelujah hallelujah now in the name of Jesus these that I just prayed for right now, Father, I give you glory for it. By your stripes, they're healed in the name of Jesus, each and every one. With a shout of amen for these that are just standing. Something's different in your body already. You can tell there's a difference. Say amen. That's a lot of people again. Do you realize? Do you realize? Try not to get I've stepped over here, but I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. 
as best as I can in English because I keep wanting to go this is not a ploy to get you to keep coming there's an anointing here there's an anointing for the breakthrough you've already been given 2,000 years ago to manifest as broken through in your life so that you don't keep needing breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. You're already broken through. And I'm telling you right now, there's some people that have been struggling financially. I declare and decree right now in the name of Jesus for that good job to open up to you. I declare and decree right now the promotion to open up to you in the name of Jesus. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus for finances to overtake you in the mighty name of Jesus. We prayed this in our revival in uh, up near Allentown, Pennsylvania. I was led by the Spirit to say it. And this couple came to me the next day. Why are we smiling? Are we good? I'm sorry. Lumps, bumps, growths, and tumors cannot stay in the presence of Almighty God. How can we not be any more excited than this? I guarantee you, if you had that lump, you'd be shouting right about now. Guarantee if you had that tumor and those hip pains, you'd be shouting right about now. What's that, sir? Oh, he says they're not tumors. Anyway, come here. Come here. Steak and potatoes, get over here. What was going on with your back? Bend over, you're healed right now. In Jesus' name, I command that vertebrae to line up. There it is. Has somebody been suffering with any kind of like scoliosis in here? Come here, brother. Hallelujah. Be healed in Jesus' name. That pain is gone. When I say bend over now, you be healed in Jesus' name. Bend over now. Be healed. Command that back to begin to straighten up in Jesus' name. Look at that, Tammy. Do you see that? Look at that. Can you see that? Getting straighter. Wave at me. You, you're a security guard, right? Honestly, did you see how much that was over here like that? And now it's beginning to straighten up. Praise you, Jesus. Brother, stand up and look at me. Come here. Come here. Saturated in Jesus' name. Healed. We can hardly ever tell anybody about our resources because we always hit such a depth and a, and a, a highlight and a, a glory realm. It doesn't make sense to start trying to mention about our CDs and stuff. Just go out there and check it out yourself. Be led. We honestly can't keep them in stock. I'm sorry, that's all we had. But we didn't have time to get everything printed. That's all we have left out there. If God's dealt with you about being a partner with our ministry, please sign up. We'd be honored. Our partners are blessed. They continue to see breakthrough. Scoliosis? Okay. So, you don't know what's wrong with you? Can I pray for you, Mama? You're sweet. Give me your hands. And repeat these vows. No, I'm just... (laughs) 
Father, I thank you for the anointing that goes in and just saturates her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Sometimes you're on needles. Does it feel like this little pricklies on your feet? Okay. Well, that would cause that kind of pain that I'm I'm picking up. <laughs> she is so sweet. You're so humble. You don't have to live with this, honey. You, you're the, the these this last phase of your life for the next 20, 30 years, however long you want to be here. Are you ready for this? Don't have to be all decrepit and in pain. Be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, something popped right there. Thank you, Lord. Were you all blessed this evening? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because we don't have much out there, I can't really... I'd end up giving it all away. If God told me to, I certainly would. But this is my wife's CD, Pour Out Your Spirit. Were y'all blessed by her ministry? My God. Who would like this CD? That lady right there? Or were you just shouting? You would? Now, I'm a tremendous throw. Are you a good catch? There it is. Praise the Lord. Not bad. I have uh, five. Is Heidi here? Heidi, are you here? She's hiding. Heidi, okay, listen. I want to do these. I'm going to do the special the rest of the week. All of these are $6, but let's do If they buy the whole five of them, the lot, we'll do it for uh, 25 instead of, what would that, 36 So, you know, that's a, a little bit of a J-Light special. Amen. So you understand? If they get all of them, they're five each. That's 25 versus six times five, which is 30. So, you know, it's a deal. It's like getting one free. This one's called Don't Curse Your Crisis. Sometimes the very pit you're in could be the launching pad to your palace. Stop cursing your crisis. Who wants this CD? This lady over here, right? Are you a good catch? It's not my throwing. Yeah. This is called The Choice to Rejoice. This was a three CD series that was birthed out of that 15-week revival we did right after the Joplin tornado hit. Uh, When I see you rejoicing, I know you're receiving. Glory to God. Who wants this one right here? I saw that one way in the back there. The sister with the blonde hair. Come here. Pastor Mark, I think I found a sister of ours. Can you help her with that, brother? Thank you. This one's called the God of your turnaround. How many of y'all know he's not just the God of the turnaround. He's the God of your turnaround. I want everybody to look behind him real quick. Look back there. Look at that. Look behind you. Okay, now look this way again. That's the last time you're ever going to look back again. Praise the Lord. Who wants this one? Really? Why do kids like under 10 all want my stuff? I don't get it. All right. Is this for your parents? Really? All right. That'll bless you. Watch Sister Amy's head. I don't think you were supposed to have that. You didn't catch it. All right. Make sure you make illegal copies of that. These are our two latest CD series. Uh, this one's called The Power of Expectation, and this one's called The Holy Spirit, Our Divine Connection. Praise the Lord. These are a blessing. These were done uh, both out of revivals. One was in Texas. I think the other was somewhere. Well, that would make sense. Somewhere, USA. Expectation is so powerful. When I ask people, are you expecting? A lot of times they all shout what? 
Yes. But then when you ask them, what are you expecting? They don't have their faith zeroed in. So it's not just throwing up expectation. Ah, glory. No, it's what are you expecting? This teaches you right here, systematically, the power of expectation. Who wants this? I saw your hand go up. Ready? Are you ready? I, I, well, no. You're going to have to go to her house and listen to it. I'm sorry. There, she lifted up her hand first. Well, maybe it was for you. The Holy Spirit, our divine connection. One day I was in prayer and I was praying this exact thing. Lord, hook me up with so-and-so's ministry. And um, I, I can't give their name, but anyway. And Lord, hook me up with this ministry and hook me up with that ministry. And I, all of a sudden, you ever been praying and all of a sudden you're just like, God, are you not listening? You know, I, I didn't feel anything. And he said, I'm here. I said, well, what's the problem? Am I praying something wrong? He says, why are you asking for all of these divine connections? And I'm, I'm going to be honest with God. I said, well, I believe so-and-so, this would help our ministry, and this one would be a blessing. And he says, well, why don't you pray that I become your divine connection? He said, because I know everybody. And from that point on, a lot of the ministries that I asked to be connected with, I was connected with anyway, but it doesn't matter. This shows you on a daily basis how to be connected with the Holy Ghost. Somebody up here said they wanted it. All right, ready? Can you catch this? Watch this. I'll get fancy. Oh, all right. And this is a DVD we did at Winter Bible Seminar called Turn It Up. This is powerful. It's about Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Come on now. I did, man. I preached this like a white man with a black man trapped in my body. I mean, I went to town on this. It was awesome. This is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the three Hebrew children that were asked to bow down, told to bow down at the graven image that King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you know, built. And he said, uh, you boys going to bow down? He said, no. And he said, then turn it up seven times hotter and throw them in the fiery furnace. But see, now we're kings and priests, according to Revelation. And as kings and priests, we now as kings can declare and decree a thing too. So you need to learn to turn up your worship, turn up your prayer, turn up your authority. Whenever the enemy comes against you, come on somebody, turn it up. Hallelujah. All right, who wants this one? All right, I saw that. You have a DVD player? Don't put this in your car if you don't have a DVD player. There it is. Okay, I'm telling you, some of these folks don't really need these. And if God's put it in your heart to be a partner with us, Go ahead and sign that up and Heidi will work with you and help you. Please don't write in tongues. We'd appreciate that. So God bless you. Let's give it up for Brother Mark. Thank you, Pastor Mark, for this awesome congregation.